everyone, and welcome to episode 441 of the MTG Goldfish Podcast. I'm Seth, probably better known as Saffron Olive, and we have the full crew here this week. Kicking things off with the owner of MTG Goldfish, Richard. How are you this fine Monday, Richard? Good morning, Seth. How are you doing? I'm doing uh, pretty well. That's We got some fun stuff to talk about this week. But before we get into that, we got another co-host in Krim. Krim, how are you today? Good morning. Good morning. I'm excited, especially for things that are coming to Arena. <laughs> well, actually, I'm glad you mentioned that because one of our big topics for today is actually the new anthologies. Uh, Wizards is releasing a historic and an explorer anthologies. They're not fully spoiled yet, but uh, a lot of them have been spoiled so far. So we wanted to hit on those, the new cards that are coming to Magic Arena for the first time ever. Also going to talk a little bit more about Lord of the Rings. I want to talk about cards that have impressed or flopped, and also the One Ring continues to become even more of a dominant force in modern. So we want to hit on that. We want to talk a little bit about cards that could maybe be safe to reprint. Krim brought up a, a specific classic card from the past, wondering if maybe it would be okay these days. So we're going to hit on that and maybe some magic rules stuff before answering your fish mail. So that's the overview for today. Before we get into it, though, a reminder that today's show is brought to you by Card Conduit, and Card Conduit's the easiest way to sell your magic cards. If you ever get tired of all the hassles that go into buy listing your cards, Card Conduit lets you skip them. You can use their curated service to send in as many cards as you want with a buy list value of a dollar or more and pay just a 5% service fee. And if you want to do a bit of work, you can use their sorted service where you list and sort your cards in advance and pay just a 2% fee. And either way, you're going to get a detailed report with the results in a fast payment once the order is processed. And right now you can even get another 10% off by heading over to cardconduit.com slash mtggoldfish. Card Conduit, they are the easiest way to sell your magic cards. So let's talk some magic and let's start with... I think the biggest topic of the week, Historic Anthology 7 and Explore Anthology number 3. So they're both releasing at the same time. Altogether, it's going to be 50 new cards added to Arena for these formats. Uh, we have most of them. I think we have 20 out of each set now or something close to that. There's a few that are going to be spoiled later today. Richard, uh, we got the list. I don't think we should do full spoilers. I'm curious, though. I guess the big question is, what sticks out on this list? There's been some... I think this happens every time an anthology releases. There's a lot of complaints where people are like, these cards don't do anything. They're not actually going to show up in Historic. They're not going to show up in Explorer. And then some good cards come out. There's some stuff focused on Historic Brawl. What are your like overall takeaway from this huge list of new cards coming to Arena? All right. I, I should just give you the list. It's not yeah. that many cards. Okay. Uh, so Explorer Anthology 3. Okay. So this goes directly into Explorer, bringing us closer to Pioneer. Uh, Death Rite Shaman. Eidolon of Blossoms. Psych Rift, Court of Calling, Xenagos, God of Revels, Thespian Stage, World Spine Worm, Shrapnel Blast, Abbot of Carol Keep, Voice of Resurgence, Smoldering Marsh, Sunken Hollow, Canopy Vista, Cinder Glade. Uh, so presumably the, the last Prairie Stream is there. And then Historic Anthology 7, uh, Tooth and Nail, Echoing Decay, Acidic Slime, Worn Power Stone, Blood Braid Elf, Wild Nacodle, Tribal Flames, Vendalian Click, Mortar Pod, Sword of Fire and Ice, Primeval Titan, Sun Titan, Frost Titan, Infernal Titan, Grave Titan, and then Water Logged Grove, Firely Islet, uh, Sunbaked Canyon, and then presumably the, the, the rest of that cycle, Silent Clearing and Nurturing Peatland. So, Krem. There's some cards I haven't heard of. Yeah, there. I mean, obviously, yeah. there's some, some <laughs> yeah. janky stuff. What stands out is actually being relevant for 60-card formats, Krem, for Explorer or Historic. Is there anything in specific that, like, you think is actually going to make an impact? Um. Well, I mean, like, yeah, like, let, let's let's talk about the fact that, you know, Xenogod, World Spine Worm, right? These are, these are like, in the uh, creativity decks, right? So if that's the case, those are the one of the some of the main pieces. Um, I think also Shrapnel Blast allows you to maybe play a little like as the people do like their artifacts, their affinity, uh, that kind of stuff. And we already got scissors, uh, stuff like that. So I think one of the things from blue red artifacts that was missing was Shrapnel Blast. Uh, and yeah, so like those those are cards that I think will definitely get some play along with Voice of Resurgence. I think those are some uh, like some some interesting cards, but is this just like 
is this just a like there, there it still feels like these there, there's 10 more cards right 10 more to be revealed i believe so yeah 10 okay. for explorer anthology and five for historic anthologies okay so i don't know why they brought cyclonic rift that's definitely like a not I popular OP card in commander crew I mean, oh, yeah, you're right. You're right. It's very good in Commander. I, you're right. <laughs> I think reading this list, I think Wizards has finally realized that Historic Brawl is really popular. And they're, a lot of what this list is trying to do is bring new cards to Historic Brawl. There are cards for 60-card formats. But for me, like Cyclonic Rift, Tooth and Nail, uh, Acidic Slime, Worn Power Stone, even Mortipod to some extent. Those are cards, Sword of Fire and Ice even. Those are cards that I think are really more focused on being good in Historic Brawl than in 60-card formats. You can even argue that about the the Titans at this point. I think at this point, Sun Titan and Grave Titan and Primeval Titan, they see way more play in Commander, right? The ones that aren't banned, at least, than they do in 60-card formats. So I read this as a a pretty big list of Historic Brawl cards with a few, like, 60-card cards thrown in. I think you hit on some of the big ones, like Xenagos and World Spine Worm, although kind of hilariously, you can see that it takes Wizards a little while to actually make these because that was, like, the hotness and creativity, like, this winner. Like, it won the Pro Tour. It was Reed Duke, right? The one the Pro Tour. Or Nathan Sauer, whoever. Like, but anyway, the Pro Tour was won by this deck. But the most recent creativity decks in Pioneer have actually like shied away from that win con, and now they're like Torrential Gear Hulk based or Atroxa based. So it's a little funny that it's like the pieces for the third best creativity deck are finally coming to Arena, uh, but they're not really the hotness in the current meta. What do you think about what do you think about Death Right? Is that relevant? The other thing that stood out to me is we're getting a lot of Boomer Jun pieces. Like now that we have Death Right Shaman, now that we have Bloodbraid yeah. Elf, we essentially yeah. have 2015 modern Jun minus like Dark Confidant on Arena. Uh, what right. do you think of this, Richard? You're the Jun Master. Can these cards actually do something on Arena? Would you like a one-two that doesn't <laughs> tap for mana? <laughs> then you can play Deathrite Shaman without fetches. Like, what's this gonna do? And do you want a irrelevant three-two haste that cascades you into randomness? <laughs> like, Yo, like these not, hey, <laughs> these are these are not good cards in 2023. I, I'd rather actually just jam like a Titan Tribal deck and try to resolve Grave Titan <laughs> and Evil Titans because when you do, that might actually do work. Uh, but I, I don't, I think, I think Wizards is trying to appeal to nostalgia, right? Like they just get like old classics to hopefully rope people into downloading arena and like getting online. Right. Like, yeah. Like, I mean, why, why was that? Like Death by Shaman, like everyone knows Death by Shaman needs fetches. So like, this is like a useless card <laughs> in a non-fetch format. It's I, gotta be the nostalgia, right? What else could it be? Blood I mean, is kind of good though, right? I think Blood Raid's like so genuinely what does a good. I, body do any work in 2023? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, like, the, like you get to Blood Raid into like a Crucius or something broken <sighs> like that. Which, which, by the way, with like, like all of this, I have a whole separate thing at the end of of, of this segment that I gotta ask you all about. But like, yeah, like this, this uh, Crucius already is sitting right there. So you've got Blood Raid Elf that could go right into that. There's a <laughs> lot of good stuff that. Uh, Christmas land John could get into here. So actually, I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm also hyped for it with just land destruction. Like that was the first thing I thought of is I know yeah. you played land destruction recently, but like cascading into stone rain, like that's, that's actually kind of sweet. I don't Wait, know if I it'll be good, trying, but can you, ca- what, what was like the dark dwellers boom bust thing? Like, yeah. <laughs> can you do any shenanigans <laughs> like that? Can you, can, you can cascade into a stressful, visions the problem is none of those cards are on arena none of the no mana value sorceries are on arena at this point so you we don't have the stuff to cascade into but you can do those shenanigans if those cards existed i almost wonder if Bloodbraid's supposed to be domain support like there is a modern domain deck that sometimes plays it. you cascade into like the territorial kavu it sometimes play wild nakadal which is another which like you have super boomery card that they yeah. added to uh to arena for the first time so maybe that's the direction they're going what do you think about click crib like is this just I, another oh, nostalgia oh, oh, oh. card that like was good a decade ago but isn't good anymore or like will it be different on arena is historic different so we might actually have this card see play because it's basically fallen away in modern at this point it is definitely something that like we'll see modern now i think is abysmal but like the where it was 
right? That's where historic feels like it is right now. Historic feels like 2016, 2015 modern with a few like digital cards, right? Um, and I think you could totally play Vendillion Click there with Charbelcher running around. If they go and tutor for it or doing something like that, you could do it in their upkeep, yada, 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 right? Like at their draw step. You do the old click trick, yeah. Boomer talk. I'll click you. Yo, like, like, like draw step click. The draw step click, yeah. The draw step click. Oh boy. I, I think, I think that Vendillion click could totally work, dude. Like, you already have. Bitter Blossom works in twenty twenty three. That's what I was gonna say. Really take this seriously? (laughs) Look, look. If Yuta Takahashi can live the dream, I want to live it with him. All right. So the point is, I actually even think you could go as far. As just literally, I know it's unlikely, right? There's five cards left, but like there's a few cards I think that could make this list. Would it be weird if they also just added fairies like Bitter Blossom, Spell Stutter Sprite, which I don't know how they missed on Arena because technically the jumpstart Spell Stutter Sprite exists. Somehow Arena didn't get the jumpstart with that one in it. That was the only jumpstart that was missed. And yeah, like sure, throw in Mistbind Click as well because otherwise everything else is on Arena. <laughs> I think it was that Commander Fairy, like the commander that like shoots people and makes a bunch of fairies. Una, oh, oh Una? Una, yeah, I, I think yeah, you're no, more that, that, to get that. That's that's to get like random commander cards that may be fairies. <laughs> Why I, wait? I would be hyped for Bitter Blossom. I I don't think fairies like. I hate to break it to you, Krim, but fairies are like boomer rogues. Like the the old <laughs> rogues are just everything fairies are, but like a, a decade later with all the power creep and way better. They're just like bad rogues. But no, 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 that's <laughs> not true. That's <laughs> not rogues. true. Okay, because it like okay, what was it like a few years ago? Maybe it was a little bit longer than a few years ago. Yuta Takahashi had a, 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 a modern rogues. I mean, a uh, uh, fairies list, right? <laughs> and he did he won a whole ass a pro tour with it that was awesome i i don't know i think i think bitter blossom is still just a good card but the, as you as you know and uh i if they're going for nostalgia what's more nostalgic than than having spell center sprite miss vine click you already have vendillion click here Ooh. why oh, not want- you want full on like Lorwyn era standard fairies like just put yeah. the deck put the deck into historic that's be, all we need. Oh, That's I, I mean, you don't bitter need. Blossom. I would like yeah, that. bitter. I would play click. that in tokens. Or, like that. That not, would not excite me. me. I'm not excited about fairies, but I would play. We got lingering souls now. Mm, some white yeah. black tokens. Speaking of like have, bad yeah. modern decks from a decade okay. ago. Hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> I I gotta I gotta I gotta look this up now because. <laughs> Which which uh, which one was it where he queued for the world championship with it? Was, is it? I wonder if this was just it one was, of Crim's fever dreams, or he no, just like he has a he has these wonderful dreams about fairies winning no. tournaments, and everyone's like, ah, oh, Crim. It was like GP Atlanta. It's like one of those things where he's like, it happened two years ago, but in reality, it was like eighteen years ago. If it's a GP, it was a while ago because we it was had five GP. years ago. Okay. okay. It, Okay, it was five years ago. He did. Yeah, was that was that the pre Modern Horizons time? <laughs> I mean, the yes. before this was before times. Monkey. Yeah, but this is before Monkey. Yeah. I mean, look, I think that you could totally throw Spell Stutter Sprite and Bitter Blossom. We already have Snapcaster. We already have Snapcaster. We're already close to that era of like, if we can't get full Lorowin, we can get that at least the 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 fairies list that like. You know, Yuta Takahashi had, right? Like, I mean, and I think that'd be a really, really fun list to play. I, I agree with Krim in a weird way. Like, why not just throw all these random... Like, why is Historic Anthologies 25 cards? It should be, like, 100 and just throw, <laughs> like, these random cards that probably no one cares about. But there's a Krim out there that really cares about it will build a deck about it. Like, Gosh, the cards are made. Right. The art is made. It's yeah. free. You just gotta, you know, put it on, right? So, or like, they should be adding these random journal cards to historic. Like, why I, not? These anthologies should be big. I would agree. The more the better, or just like do that more often. Like, keep them the same size, but have an anthology a month or something. Just have this constant flow of like, here's a card, and it has the other upside that it might never happen, but it does move us towards modern eventually, or legacy eventually, or commander, something more like commander eventually. So I think there's like no downside to adding these these cards. What about 
the Titans. So, like, obviously, they spent a big chunk of this anthology. Like, five of the 25 cards is the Titan cycle. Is there any relevance here for 60-card formats, Krim? Like, can we do anything with these cards? Or are they just like, oh, put them in your brawl deck. They're nostalgic and whatever. They were iconic a decade ago. This is definitely a nostalgia... Uh, no, there's no amulet because no there was cards. There's no Valica, right? no Field of Ruin, no Amiria. Oh Please do not let that deck hit. That's historic. five more cards instead of Crim's Fairy Package. We can put the, <laughs> no, the Titan no. amulet package. Okay, in. I could see people maybe reanimating Grave Titan or or maybe like something like that. I don't even know. Does Primeval Titan have anything that helps it pop off? Do you think historic? it? Do you think it'd show up in mono green, like the Nykthos Devotion decks? It does find Nykthos, and it is big, it does. but there's no you know, co- no Valakut combos or Field of Ruin combos for it. Then, Are yeah. Really hasty I, I, double striking lands available? <laughs> Ooh, no, I don't think so. I don't think so. so. And there's no Amulet to untap them anyway, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, like, yeah, like, I, I think that the one that might get played is probably, well, okay, week one, Grave Titan, probably... Uh, along with, like, you know, uh, Primeval Titan. I think these are, like, nostalgic ones, at least. And they were powerful one point. Standard, obviously, Grave Titan. Uh, didn't die to Doomblade. So that 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 was literally the best Titan at the time. However, I think that people will very quickly find that Grave Titan is a sweet commander card in the current year. Uh, Primeval Titan is one that I think... There's a lot of time for it to get broken if the, if it isn't now. It's the only Titan that's still played. And the other three is just, like, cute because they're, you know, got to finish out the cycle. But let's be honest. Ain't <laughs> nobody playing Frost Titan. All right? Like, and no. Azorius. Sun Titan control, yeah. baby. Keep Why the in the yeah. world? <laughs> Can we get there? <laughs> Why in the world would you play a, uh, like an Infern? Or <laughs> the same reason we would play Bitter Blossom as Fellowshutters, hey, right? Hey, you leave. Okay, the slander on the on the my fair is 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 unacceptable. Bitter Blossom is still good. All right, you it's could, still you good. Could Sun Titan bring back Oblivion Ring. You know, It'd be so you good. could Sun Titan bring back Bitter Blossom. Oh yeah, yeah, that's a thing too, right? I mean, like, but Sun Titan's not a bad card, right? Out of all the Titans, it seems like fringe play still, right? Like a little bit in sixty card. I think formats. it's the most playable outside wait. of Prime Time. Yeah, I would say. Wait, uh, wait, wait. What, what I would what put is playing number. it. Like a myriad decks played in modern, and like play. not that they're top tier, but we see a myriad pop up with five O's now and then playing Sun Titans, like getting back Ghost Borders and stuff. Yeah, like like the ones that are also using. Like Leon and Arbiter? No, no, no. More like uh, going bigger. More like Esper Sentinel, yeah. Stoneforge, bunch of Ghost Quarters, Amuria. Oh, they're not like top Those... tier, but they they sh- occasionally five zero. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Sure. Let's go I with mean, that one. Frost Titan sees zero Titan play. Is... Inferno Titan sees zero play. Grave Titan sees like. Grave Titan may see more legacy play, like Nick Fit sometimes. Got to get him in legacy, but. (laughs) I think, actually, so I I think it's going to be Primeval Titan first. Yep. And then Sun Titan. Or not Sun Titan, uh, uh, Inferno Titan. Ooh. I would would have Primeval Sun Inferno. Frost at the bottom. Well, Frost will just like Frost always be at the bottom. Standard. Yeah. Hey, like, no, barely. no, it did. It Frost did. was it the did. answer to the other Titans, right? You just tap down your points, yeah. like Grave Titan or Inferno Titan. It was like it the, was yeah, the tech, tech card. card. <laughs> yeah, and it, and it was also hard to kill because of that cost of two, but mm. not anymore. Um, so I I think Inferno Titan because we just talked a little bit about it, right? Like Bloodbraid Elf uh, is a thing, beca- and you want to see if like you know maybe land destruction. This yep. is going to be the top end there. There's lots of Grawl decks running around. Why wouldn't it want to cheat out a Sun Titan? I think I think Sun Titan is the second most playable Inferno Titan, Titan here. Inferno, Inferno, yeah. Inferno yeah. Titan. Have like five dragons better than Inferno Titan by now. Red I mean, Titan. <laughs> Inferno. <laughs> Inferno's still a pretty fast clock. Like, comes yeah. down, hits for three, attacks, hit for three. It's a 6-6. Six, six. I could see, like, there was a time not that long ago when people were playing it in modern. We don't have the, like, Arbor Elf Utopia Sprawl ramp shenanigans in Historic yet, so maybe it'll be a little but slower. We- we already have the all the ramp you could ask for, right? And like, like there are ramp decks; they do exist. Yeah. That using like the you know the the troll, maybe not the troll, but the uh, the land, the Willow Wisp Haven or Wolf Haven, whatever. Wolf, yeah, like 
Yeah, like those 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 cards, the ramp package is there, and this is now just a, a good finisher, right? I think some of these Titans, specifically the ones in green and red, will be pretty popular. I think, however, for... oh, go ahead, Grim. Well, no, no, no. I, I, uh, I, I do not doubt. I do not believe Sun Titan, the White Titan, will get played. Maybe it might well, get played. The answer is none of these will get played. <laughs> <laughs> we I mean, can argue about which tier four deck it randomly yeah. pops up in. <laughs> but, but I think for me, the the most impactful cards might be the Horizon Lands. Like those actually legitimately see a lot of play in older formats. Oh yeah. Like just yeah. being able to sack him to draw a card. I imagine like. Is it Wizards, for example, one of the better decks in Historic? Like, Fiery Islet seems like a really easy, like, two of, three of in that deck. So I feel like that's that's a big one. They have land, like, sacrifice synergies if you have ways to, like, win Grayson back from the Graveyard or whatever if you're doing Gitrog stuff. And they just see a lot of play. Like, even just aggro decks, like Sunbaked Canyon, the Boros one, is a staple four of in modern burn decks. So if you're playing anything like that, just having a land that you can sack to get another card is really nice flood protection. On the other hand, the... <laughs> Explorer ones are so bad to the point where, like, I guess I'm okay with it because I want everything on Arena eventually. But does the Battle for Zendikar cycle see play anywhere? Isn't that hasn't this just been power crept out of 60 card formats because we have better lands now? It's been a long time since I've seen a Smoldering Marsh or a Cinderglade actually show up anywhere. Yeah, like I I don't know that took up five slots. Yeah, that took up five. Slots. I was oh, I was hoping they'd bump a ton common like the the snarls because then they'd be good yeah. budget lands if you could get them with uncommon wild cards. But they they didn't do it this time. I what I mean like I don't know what's going on in the explorer list. This is like <laughs> none of these are on the checklist of things that people play, right? <laughs> like let's be very real here. <laughs> I I like again shrapnel blast maybe tier three tier two point five. Yeah. Like though that's probably the closest thing, and then the old as you had mentioned, right? Corticalling's good. Like that's that shows up sometimes. Zenigos World Spine Worm, Abbott. I don't know what they're doing. Eidolon, like that's been kind of power crept by other enchantress effects. Voice might have some relevance. Like that's a card that still elemental synergies like still shows up. Thespian Sage is pretty funny. Like. It's going to do nothing right now. The one thing they do with these anthologies that's so funny is they print, like, one half of a combo, but not the other half. Like, Thespian Stage is part of the Lotus Field deck in Pioneer, but they we still have the Delve cards. So without the Delve cards and without the untapper, like, Hidden Stirrings effects, you just can't play the deck. So uh, why do you think about Thespian Stage? Is that just setting the stage for, like, four anthologies from now when they finally add the rest of the pieces for Lotus Field combo? I honestly hope they never add that combo. <laughs> God, I hope they it's... ban it before they have to add it. <laughs> it is not that fun to play against, that's for sure. I got to ask you but... about one other, like, why do they put just straight up dud cards? Like, the so this list, yeah, like, not all of them are super competitive in Pioneer right now. Not all of them are going to see, you know, top tier 60 card play. But there's a couple of cards that are just, like, head scratchers. The biggest one for me is, like, Echoing Decay. Why... Oh, In what God. world do we possibly need one of our slots going to Echoing Decay, which even Echoing Decay, I think you mentioned this on Twitter or something, Krim, like, it's basically been power crept by Bioblight, right? Like, yeah. there's strictly better versions of this <laughs> same exact card. Why would you put Echoing Decay of all things into the anthology? Am I missing First of all, something? Bioblight is double black. Okay, it's <laughs> That's, harder to oh, <laughs> I guess it's not strictly <laughs> okay, better. That's true. But... The same reason we have duds in all of our sets, Seth. You can't have all good cards. You have bad oh, cards. See, to, that makes to sense. Water it down. A, a, a booster set, right? Like in a booster pack. You were talking about an anthology that you do. Apparently, you haven't done in the last like seven months. And so, have, have you seen the paper anthologies? Like the commander anthologies. What, like what are those? Like the the, the spell books. Yeah, or commander whatever, like collection spell books. Spell books sure, yeah, like, but studs all over the place. No, 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 no. But that's that's a paper philosophy. That's a paper tradition. <laughs> Digitally, first off, a okay, explorer so they'll is just, they'll just they'll just balance echoing decay after they put it online and they'll they'll turn it into bio into bio blight. Okay, <laughs> then, then sure, but like like otherwise, explorer anthology. This isn't getting us anywhere closer to pioneer, right? Like like maybe I like mean, two cards on here actually. So one, yeah, there might be okay, might talk, be like four. Do you guys actually want to play explorer though? Because I feel Wizards has thrown it aside. Like, with Lord of the Rings going to Historic, and you can bet, like, new premier products will go directly to Historic on Arena. 
and are, you know, historic is the only place you can play them. Wouldn't your other format be historic versus so I mean, the explorer slash pioneer at this point? So I think the problem is like in some ways, yes, but the big problem is there's a big group of players who just do not want to play with alchemy cards. So I think you still need to support explorer for that group of players. Like if you are fine right. with alchemy stuff, then historic is I think probably a more enjoyable second format. Like if you're someone who's cool with the, the alchemy cards, but there are people who just straight up, if there's alchemy cards, I will not play it. And there's also people who want to practice for paper, which is the other like upside. I think of having pioneer, like it's a supported pro tour tournament paper format. So I, yes, I get what you're saying, but at the same time, I think explorer support is still important for those reasons. Also, because they said they were working towards Pioneer, and that would be in the like the next what they said it'd be five years, several years and, or something. Yeah, and I I laughed my ass off when they said that because they said five years. I'm like, why would it take that long? Well, when you're p- busy putting Abbot of Carol Keep in, yeah. I guess I guess you know what they're, five they're is a bit all ambitious. Like, session <laughs> the day the day before, like four years. 60 yeah. days they're gonna release like 500 cards <laughs> like, here we go is, am i you know programming better than me richard is there some reason that delve is uniquely hard for arena because the the biggest for the last several anthologies the most glaring lack uh omission is treasure cruise dig through time or any delve cards we don't have any delve cards period on arena right now Am I missing, like, is there, are they just not adding in the mind because they're overpowered or don't want so to, knows? or are they, like, too hard or tricky or something? what incompetence is happening, right? But the, the problem is, like, you redesigned this from the ground up. Like, you, you, you made Magic Arena fully knowing that we release all these cards <laughs> and the mechanics look like this, right? And we knew what Delve looked like when, um, you know, the set, or when Arena was made. So these cards should, like, take, you know, date, like an intern should be able to whip them up in their free time and then you have to test it, right? So I don't know why it's taking them forever. Uh, you know, if tomorrow they release like some weird paper thing where cards are five-sided and you have to like do a boxing match in between, then you're like, okay, we never foresaw this, right? This is totally weird. It, it doesn't fit our model. It's weird, right? But these are mechanics we knew about. These are very normal mechanics dealing with graveyards and just reducing mana costs and things like that. It should work. So it's either a strategy thing or they, they just botched it, right? Like they, they took shortcuts to get this thing out and then now they're paying for it. But, you know, we're on like the sixth iteration of Magic the Gathering or something, like digital clients. You'd figure out, like they learned how to do this by now, right? Like they should have learned everything from Magic Online, from Duel of the Planeswalkers, et cetera, et cetera, to be able to make cards very quickly because you know what? That's all they're doing. They're just making cards all the time and, and releasing them, right? Especially with reprints, right? Where you you know the cards exist, you have the art, you have the text. Like it's not like you even have to come up with a new card. Like all you gotta do is get onto Arena. So yeah, I'm I thought one of the upsides when they first announced Arena, like five years ago now or whatever it was, I thought one of the selling points was this is gonna make it way easier for us to add cards. Like because we're on Unity or whatever the client is, like gonna be a breeze, super easy. But in practice, it doesn't seem like it's actually worked out that way where it's as easy as we think. Although what do I know? Every once in a while we fire up Momir for like a throwaway <laughs> one day event. And there's like 40 it's, new cards that just appear in it, Momir. It's strategic, right? Cause they can whip out an alchemy set like tomorrow if they want with all these weird mechanics and like, you know, the, the weird digital mechanics and also like the background stuff. Like they can whip it out whatever they want. So yeah. my guess is this is just a decision. <laughs> like Speaking of, Whipping it out whenever they want, I guess. <laughs> Don't worry, this isn't going there. Uh, like, I'm talking about, how about whipping out some nerfing on the digital cards that they make? Like, like uh, as someone who enjoys Historic a lot, and as a, a format that they are putting cards into, they should, like, they're making digital cards, and the fact that they do it every set or something like that, yet they don't roll out balances at all on rebalances on any way shape or form like that's like imagine if hearthstone did like their their rebalances every year on cards like what i would have been flipping uh, my patties it's It's absurd it's absurd it is uh, like you're you're so right crib like 
uh, it, it blows my mind. They're getting all the downside and all the criticism from the people that don't like the digital only cards. They get all the complaints and they're not taking advantage of it. They should be rebalancing like every month. Look at Hearthstone. Like yeah. I log on Hearthstone and do a, an arena run every once in a while and I'll fire it up and there'll be this huge list of like the broken cards that are suddenly just rebalanced. And it happens constantly. Like why yeah. are we not doing this on arena? Like sure. Print your Crucius. If you want to print these buzzer Jaxus, whatever the, the gruel one is like print the busted cards, but then just like rebalance them. Why, why are we still dealing with Crucius? Like nine months later, has it been now? It's at least six months later. Like it really is like uh, so mismanaged. It's really wild. Like, I, I feel like it's just like they, they release the cards, they close out and they're like, well, I'm good. You know what uh, I, for, uh, I, mm, I no, think no, I know ahead. what it is. Actually. I think what happened is, I think Wizards initially wanted to rebalance cards like Hearthstone, and then everyone freaked out really hard about uh, them not reimbursing. They don't want to reimburse people. Everyone freaked out really hard about them not reimbursing for bannings. And if you look at for the last year or so, rebalancings are almost always just random lower rarity cards getting a little bit more powerful. They don't touch higher rarity cards. They don't nerf like stuff. They're very, very stingy on that. I think that they took the feedback from people like we don't want our decks rebalanced without getting refunded. And their solution to that was, well, we'll just not we'll just not rebalance cards. Like if you're going to complain about this, we don't want to refund or anything. So we're just not going to rebalance higher rarity cards. And we'll just like tweak commons to make them a little better. Basically, that's my that's my perception of what they're doing so far. Yeah, like all they've done is just that they've they've made cards that were common or uncommon a lot, a lot more powerful. Obviously, Symmetry Sage like that card is busted. Yeah, uh, like maybe maybe we should rebalance that one drop. You know, oh, uh, maybe we should rebalance a lot of things like they, they just aren't focusing on any of the digital upsides. So yeah. I don't know why this is. It's so upsetting because it's like, <laughs> dude, like you screwing the pooch <laughs> digital upside. <laughs> dude, like they, they do all this talk and they, they go into the world of digital and they do none of the advantages of digital. Poor they do none of it. Sport. Yeah, I mean, sport. <laughs> come on, <sighs> come on. <laughs> like, yeah, I I definitely agree. Like it's it's kind of ridiculous that they don't manage the format. Have you? Yeah, I assume you've been playing historic since Lord of the Rings came out. I've been oh, playing yeah. a lot of historic too, and there are like matchups that I really dislike that mostly involve those cards we're talking about that I think should be rebalanced, like uh, the Crucius matchup, the Wizards matchup. Like those decks, I feel like are just like pretty overtuned and also monogreen is kind of a just as annoying and historic as it is in pioneer but overall i really enjoy the format and i think if they did what you're saying and actively managed it where we are getting actual meaningful nerfs and buffs like monthly or whatever historic could be a really good format even despite the perceived by some downside of having the digital only cards like even with that being a negative for some people i think historic could still be a really good and thriving format if wizards actually wanted to manage it actively yeah fully and like that that's that's just why like i don't understand like they just put these things in historic you have a whole anthology so my question to like like move before we move on is just i guess do you think they'll actually do any rebalances now that they've actually put a historic anthology onto arena i mean i i bet we'll <laughs> i don't know what's a deck that was like kind of fun and limited a couple sets ago i'm sure those commons will <laughs> like drop a mana or get an extra toughness but <laughs> I dungeons like... will get another buff <laughs> got it <laughs> i mean dungeons i do think they're gonna do something with crucius eventually like i think the the outcry is gonna become loud enough that eventually they're gonna have to do that but I don't know. They for me, they've just not done much for so long that it's hard for me to expect big changes. Do you think it's going to be different because of the anthology crime? Like, do you think this spurs them to action? I think because they they're like I feel like they're actually paying attention to the format right now because there's a drop, right? And so it's essentially oh well, we're dropping something new. Let's take a look at some things that are going on in the numbers. So, Although, like, yeah. they just dropped Lord of the Rings, and that didn't lead to rebalancing, and that's, like, mostly a historic set. I guess that's fair, but this is specifically just historic yeah, anthologies, right? It has been in the name. I don't know. I mean, I'm, that's, I'm just, maybe it's wishful thinking, <laughs> because I just, I just want something to happen there. And lastly, like, I, like, okay, 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 so that, that was, that was the one thing I had, to, like, my, had to throw in there, but I had one more little bit of a 
question for y'all. And that's to yes. do with standard. Okay. And it has to do because it has to do with historic anthology as well. Mm-hmm. I know there's a few cards left. But like this spurred from the like a little bit of a, a thought process I had, and I'm like, Jace the Mind Sculptor. Y'all remember that guy? That was like the face of magic. That was like the like the boogeyman, right? For like a solid amount of years. The sky was falling when he got unbanned in modern. And now he went from all-star to like it, it went he went from all-star to like a pet card. He's like he is now budget one ring, right? Do you think Jace the Mind Sculptor could fit into historic anthology and one farther? What do you think of him in standard? Cool. Oh, that's that's a good that is a good question. So historic anthology, sure, fine. I think it would I, I actually think that Jace would be fine in historic. Like the aggro decks are so good in historic, and the combo decks are so good in historic. I think you could argue <laughs> yeah. that control could actually use a a little boost, <laughs> as much as I hate to say that. So I think historic, I would be fine with Jace. I'm actually surprised they haven't done it yet. On the other it's hand, just bad one ring though. Like, yeah, it I'm really die is. If I tap out for him. <laughs> standard though, you can't put it in standard, can you? I feel like Jace would still. I don't know. I guess I thought Jace would break modern, or I was scared that it was, and then ended up being fine. Yeah. Stand- what do you think, Reggie? Is standard so powerful it could actually just be fine with Jace? I I can't I can't wrap my head around that idea. Think, I think, think of it's where we fine were, by the way. In the, in the same way Shouldred is fine. Like, it's fine, but it's, like, miserable, right? You, you plop a Jace. Did you have removal right here or interaction with Jace right here? If not, you probably lost the game, right? You can't let them untap with Jace for two turns. It's over. But then it's not actually over because the game keeps going and dragging on. Uh, so it's like Shouldred, right? Like, it's, it's 2023 magic. You need to answer it right then and there. Otherwise, you lose. Except, Shuldred actually kills you. <laughs> Jace sits there, and if their win con is they alt Jace, then my god, help us all, right? So, I I don't know. I don't want to see Jace in standard. I mean, without fetches, Richard, he's not Rich. as strong. Right? Richard, With all you're, our you're, ETB you're, you're, creatures, you're the bounce fears. is not as strong. <laughs> These are boomer fears, dude. Like, like... What, what, look, look at no, Liliana. You just, even, even if you brainstorm without um, doing anything, that, that's still like it draws a card, right? And it bounces, right? So. For four <sighs> mana. Snowballs. Right? I don't know. It has low loyalty count. It's nowhere near what the Wandering Emperor does. It doesn't like save you from things, right? Like there's so many things that do stuff on ETB. Soldiers don't care. Uh, like, you know what I mean? These are like all the aggro decks don't care as always, right? Jace never mattered against the aggro decks. The mid range matchups, right? The Esper control matchups, right? Like, dude, I don't, I don't, I don't see how, like, example, like <sighs> Tenacious Underdog can just literally get blitzed and then swing in and kill your Jace pretty much if you brainstorm. Like, I like, I mean, there's a yeah, lot of interaction. I mean, Jace he's probably okay power level wise, but. I don't know. I thought Meat Hook was fine power level wise. <laughs> Did we have fun with that thing, right? Like... No, no. Meat Hook was definitely not power level wise. Okay, are you kidding me? <laughs> that Meat Hook was like a power crept board wipe. <laughs> I mean, like... they removed it, and we still had the same problems. And I don't know that anything changed, <laughs> but that's because Black is stacked, right? You have Shieldred, you have all, you had all, you had Invoke, you had everything there. But yeah, like I mean, there, there is a world where Jace is unbanned, and you don't even play Jace, even if you're in the yeah. Jace colors, because you're like, what, what's what's the point, <laughs> right? So it, for that reason, I, I don't think Jace is too OP, but I don't know that it promotes the play pattern. <laughs> oh, get out of here! Get out of here! <laughs> like I I agree though. I do actually think that like current Jace, the one with with a bunch of Ethernet cables, uh, the mill one, that uh, yeah. one. Even though I don't care if he's a villain or whatever, like you, you, you can snap your fingers and you can find a way to make Jace the Mind Sculptor come back, right? Story wise. Um, but the point here is I think that card's actually better at winning the game than Jace is. And better like, because that one, you a lot of people mill themselves in this format. These Atroxidex mill themselves super hard. And I've, I've told you tons of times the amount of games in standard where I do nothing just but just cast Jace and minus five and win is like insane. Um, like I, I literally do nothing but just do that. And but I mean, so, isn't traumatized or like some random mill spell like busted that? Like if it's just mill fifteen for five mana or four mana, like, like 
but it's but it's not just that, right? Because it's a three mana planeswalker that can plus one to blank something at least attacks wise. It can draw you cards like these. It feeds real nicely into the next chase, right? Because if you get to that twenty cards, you draw three cards. I think that card and its versatility at its uh, on the curve makes it real nice. But <laughs> Jace. Jace perfected mine. Everybody poo pooed it. I know I poo pooed it at first, but then I learned. I I was sw- I swiftly learned after playing with it in early access re- uh, weekend. So and now I do love that it's become like a win condition in standard. And on top of that, like that's where I wonder, like okay, so let's say it gets Jace gets reprinted into standard, right? Mind sculptor. What does it replace? Do you think that honestly you would drop Perfected Mind for Mind Sculptor? Yes, there is. I I don't think there's any. Are we even no. having this conversation that we should not be playing? We should be playing Jason Perfected Mind over Jason Mind Sculptor. I can't. I, I, I can't believe yo, that could possibly be I, true. <laughs> no, I know it sounds no, weird. It does. But yes. there is there is this is the timeline <laughs> where I think that's real because Chase the Mind Sculptor doesn't have any way to really like efficiently shuffle its library. And again, if you're just paying four mana for an unsummon, that's more often than not, not going to be good enough. That is not going well, to be well, good it's enough. It's unsummoned, I mean, so you untap with Jace, and then you freely brainstorm the rest of the game. Right? But like, Ar- Archangel of Wrath, does, right? then you have Topiary Stomper, you have the Naya Ramp decks that just don't care. Like, what are you going to do? Unsummon an Atali? That's a terrible idea. I mean, right, like seal them so they don't find it, Holly, would be the hopefully I, what you do. I mean, maybe, maybe, but like then you have like herd migration, which is going to spawn a ton of like bodies. Like, and these ramp decks are casting these big spells like at, constantly as haymakers. Mono black mid range, like they've got so many efficient threats between evolved sleepers, tenacious corn dogs, all of those trespassers, like which will have ward. Like, there's. I'm sorry. I just think that a lot of the creatures are so much better than where Jace the Mind Sculptor was. But, but you you take whatever deck and then you you slot in like three Jaces. So you take you take Rakdos and then you slot in three Jaces. Does it get better? Does it get worse? Does it look the same? And I think it looks somewhere the same. To and then other decks will look better. And then I don't know what you accomplish, right? Because Jace will have bad matchups. So obviously in his bad matchups, he'll he'll just die and do nothing. But then in the grind fest matchups, he just grinds hard. Uh, sure, and then he but that's out of control, right? But that's... at least Shouldred, you if you you can actually almost recover from Shouldred if you're not an aggro deck. But like Jace, there's no coming back from, right? There's so many answers to Jace, though. I mean, we have yeah, but you need to have them. In, it's like the one yeah. ring, right? Like you have to have it right there when it comes down. If you don't, then you're kind of screwed. Sure, if right? we're in a top deck war, and then and then you draw J, like you draw Jace, you fate seal me. Right. Like, yeah, there's there's a chance there's you're at a high percentage of winning. But like, is that not just to fin- any of these other finishers? But, but what do we OK, what do we add I mean, to the format? What do we add to the format by adding Jace? We, we take the grindiest standard of all time and make it grindier. What did we add with Liliana of the Veil? Nothing. She's not played. <laughs> she is played. Oh, she, did she make a comeback? She's she in mono back? black. Mid range, and she's in Demir mid range. I mean, she's in Orzov. Like she's a splash in Orzov control every now and then, but like mostly Demir mid range and mono black mid range. I so, don't think that, like Lily. What Lily was is nuts. If you think about it. this, is a modern power level card in standard, right? Was a modern level power card, but uh, yeah, like that was pushed into standard, right? And I think more often than not, it was just because it's Liliana of the Veil. So I think this is in some level kind of like a pointless conversation because I think even if Jace was safe for standard, I don't think there's any chance Wizards ever reprints it in standard. I think after like just like the banning and the reaction, like there's I don't think they could get away with even if they thought it would safe. It's like this, Oka, this like seller. even if we thought it was going to be safe. <sighs> it's a pack like seller. Liliana, even if Jace sucked, right? Even if Jace sucked, you would see so much Jace in the metagame. Because, like, people are going to force it. People have nostalgia. You can have, like, whatever new, you know, finish, whatever printing thing they have. Like, whatever frame, whatever thing for Jace. It will be hot, even if he sucks. Right? And yeah. if he's good, then he will be, like, super popping off. Because people will find any reason to play Jace. So that's a moneymaker. I could see them putting it in standard. Yeah, like, it, it's... it's. 
I think it's totally a possible realm because Liliana was the moneymaker of that set, like, right? Like, all they need to do is make the Blood Braid, like, of 2023, right? Oh, God. Like, make a 4-mana, really aggressive, hasty value creature, and that will keep Jace out of the format, right? Because you can't just, like, turn 4, plop a Jace out and do nothing. Uh, and then they can print Jace and then sell all the packs they want. Make a secret layer to go with it, you know, whatever, right? Like, I can see them doing it. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess a questing beast or something would be good against Jace if that existed. I'm still skeptical. I, I think out of tyrant. all of us, I'm... <laughs> Thrun? <laughs> I don't know if people, like, it's just not a fun card to play against. Yeah, like, that's the like, win condition like the of, like, fate right? steal, fate steal, you, you rob an empty land. Like, it's just, like, it's not especially enjoyable for something to be magic. the most popular that's format. <laughs> that is insulting. peak... 60 card 1v1 for uh, like magic right there that is peak because it is truly in 1v1 there's a finite amount of fun one person needs to have it one person needs to have it i'm just All saying right, well, let let us know in the comments do you think i'm i'm definitely like fine and historic i don't think jace would be a problem there i actually think it should show up in anthology very skeptical of standard though so uh, let us know in the comments what you think is it actually possible that crims were and uh jace would be safe and standard i guess it has been a long time and there's been a lot of power creep but uh, let's hit up a couple other topics before we before we run out of time here today i have i have a couple of quick questions i want to mention first the One Ring uh, continues to snowball, not just on the battlefield, but our latest challenges. I feel like we've checked in on this every week. Our latest challenges, the One Ring, the literal most played card uh, in the challenges, 50%, 50 of decks playing uh, playing the One Ring now. Where do we go from here? Like, are, are you on the it's getting banned in August train yet? Or are we still on the like, give give the meta time to adjust to train at this point. We know the ban window's a, a little less than a month from now, August 8th, I want to say. Where are we at with the One Ring as its uh, play percentage continues to increase? Way too early. I've been I've been teching against it. Questing Beast has been pantsing everybody. <laughs> uh, I'm not even joking. Nobody plays around the Questing Beast. And, they, like, they play it, they feel safe, and then they get popped a little bit in the face, and then uh, they, they lose, like... Also, there's still Stomp. Stomp. It's not like Stomp's a bad card, right? Like Stomp actually has damage prevention on it. It yeah. does, but you can't target. You'd have to target something sure. else, right? Something of your, your own, right? Or yourself. Yeah. You could target yourself if you have to, right? Like these are all things that are are, are there. Um, I I also have been playing a lot more exiling effects when it comes to removal. Um, which I kind of was already doing anyways, but now I have more of a reason to do it. Void Rand's uh, on the on the downswing. Void Rand is trending down, but uh, you know it's okay. It's okay. Like like, but not in standard. Not in standard. It's still the truth there. Uh, Richard, yeah. I gotta I gotta ask you. I know you put together a a deck to fight the One Ring in Modern. How did that go? I never actually heard the end of this. So I built Jund, okay? I built okay. I built Jund, but we had we had to go deep. So we had to go Death Shadow to have an actual win con. And we play Questing Beast to uh, Questing Beast Death Shadow people. You can you know, knock them like 13, 14 damage <laughs> easy when they play the one ring. Great and all. Two, three. <laughs> which which is actually like the Jund record. You know, yeah, I, I've never played Death Shadow before. So it, I, I, you know, there's a little punt. It could have been a three, two. It could have very well been a four, one. That's the cope. Right? Okay, but okay. here's the problem. Here's the problem. The one ring is like mega monkey. Okay. If you have the answer, it's not a problem. If I'm holding questing beast, if I'm holding a stubborn denial, if I'm holding an exile removal, GG. Good. Perfect. Right. If I'm not, the game is over. Right. They play the one ring. They gain protection. They untap. They're up three cards by now. Like your game is done. So it's like if the monkey free hits you, you have the fatal push or the lightning bolt. But if you don't, GG. So that's the problem with the One Ring. The other problem is I'm running things like Questing Beast. This is hilarious. <laughs> it's a matchup with the One Ring. But in every other matchup, I'm like, oh my god, this 
blood breed Yo. elf would be better, right? Like yeah. this is whoa, whoa! This it's a four-four right? haster, dude. I don't know. I think you should respect the questing beast. All right, they're like unholy heat. I'm like, all right, okay. Now they did to me what I was doing to the one ring player. They just like up me by three mana. And I have a questing beast, but okay. <laughs> right? So that's a problem. But questing beast good against the fairy? You know, you can hit yeah, the yeah. the three fairy good against, the way. Good against Jace. You got the if you I have questing beast. I still good. cruelty, so it couldn't block and got in there. They didn't see that line coming. But, you know, I'm playing questing beast. It's not ideal. It's, so it is early for the one ring, but to me, it's Mega Monkey. It just makes things not fun. You answer it right there, or you lose the game. Uh, which yeah. is, in I guess, modern 2023 in, right in modern yeah. yeah in modern yeah but yeah. In, in i think in historic it's not like that i don't I think mean, it's that still bad. Still resolve the one ring and untap yeah. and draw a bunch really yeah tons of times uh, i mean though, i think the other thing we have on top of this is there are just new band cadence i think it's going to tell us a lot about how they're actually handling this because if the plan is really ban in august don't ban again until next august that might kind of like force their hand to take action quicker than they otherwise would. If there's an option to like wait another three months, another six months and see how things develop, then I think I'm I'm fine with that. But if the it really is this August or you got to wait another year, then I think I would lean on the side of like ban it because I have a big fear that six months from now, I am not going to want to play modern because it's just one ring mirrors with like the, the super snowball you were talking about. So everyone plays skull crack set, but look, there's holiday bundles to be sold set. There's no way they're banning it. That's true. Right. There's one rings sitting on trucks waiting to be sold and delivered to Timmy's around the world. They cannot ban it. Like a lot of the hype is like, look, this card is breaking modern, right? Like we know it's good in commander, but look, it's breaking modern. And, its price tag is really high. Uh, so as a wizard's person, I would be looking for any excuse not to ban it. And then they're going to be like, I heard Krim talked about Void Render. We should play Void Render in Modern. It's good. Okay, don't play that in Modern. First off, that doesn't exile. Wait, does Void exile? No. no. It's, it's good yeah. in standard. No, 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 no. It doesn't it's work good here. in standard. What? I'm, I'm curious, though. What is your go-to answer for the One Ring? I know you said Questing Beast to get through the protection. What have you been playing in modern or in historic, Krim? Like, give us give us like a card or two that like if someone's struggling to beat the one ring, put this card in your deck and it's gonna help. Bowmasters. Bowmasters. I will say I've run into some mono black decks in historic with like Bowmasters and Shieldred, and they do yeah. absolutely pants one ring decks. Like you are not like, you are not beating that deck. <laughs> like that deck is so good. Like <laughs> I've been playing those cards, the Bowmaster cards and Shieldreds, and it's been hilarious pantsing people. And then of course there's just straight up control. Right? Like just count that it. and or like having Karn the Great Creator. Uh Karn the Great Creator <laughs> makes it so that yeah, you get your protection. But <clears throat> what's even funnier though is I'm a I was also since I'm playing Karn. I get to play the one ring too. And then the best part is when you, I killed so many people by just turning the ring into a creature. It's indestructible four, four baby. Oh yeah. That, that, that's like, that's like almost like how Oko turned black Lotus into a three, three and then killed someone. That's, I would say that would be very representative of probably this year in magic. If if I turned the ring into a creature and beat you down with it. And, and you know what happened because of that? <laughs> we ended up yeah. getting banned. Is I was not just because of that, but that was one of the iconic images of Oko once that started going around of like, yeah, <laughs> the Black Lotus beat down. So uh, I hate that you mentioned Karn because I actually, if I had to pick one card to be banned, that's the one. My God, do I hate Karn. How is like, that the oh. one to be banned? I absolutely hate things? Karn. Hate it. Hate it. I how, absolutely hate how, it. How is that the worst thing that's <laughs> happening in Magic? It is so far from it. Uh, I mean, it just has so much Grixis. consistency. Grixis Death Shadow is the answer, right? It is came that the back answer? from the dead. It can run Bowmasters. It can yep. run a multitude of counter spells to like make you laugh, you know, be laughably bad to play the one ring. And it's aggressive enough to actually end the game. Like, there's a world where you one ring, get protection, untap, and then still die to Death Shadow because it's aggressive enough. And then if you really want, you can, I guess, grind with Death Shadow <laughs> using the one ring, too. <laughs> so, uh, and then it also plays, you can also play the red burn, right? You can play the, the stomp 
and the skull crack. The damage prevention clause prevents the one ring from keeping protection. I uh, feel so like I think burn should be the... good against one ring, right? Like I feel like on paper, burn should be good against one ring. I mean, you can cast all your stuff at instant speed. So worst case, they tap out four mana gain protection. You just bolt them on their draw upkeep or whatever after they lose the protection. But, but didn't burn suck before this? Yeah, <laughs> like, I mean, it's not. What's, what's the reason? Like, if we can't beat, like... Well, if everyone's playing one ring. Yeah, like, what, uh, what, what is keeping burn down? I, I mean, I think Archons, maybe. Archons, probably a big one, like... Oh. That's that's kind of tough to be. Omnath is also really tough for Burn to beat. Like if you ramp into that, it's it's tricky. So there's some bad cards against it, but it does feel good against the One Ring. But the hmm. decks play the One Ring, Seth. Yeah, that's <laughs> what if instead that's of playing the true. One Ring, they play Omnath on turn four, <laughs> then you lose. Wait, yeah, then you're, didn't then you're Burn play the One Ring for like a league or something in five? There was or, there was someone who yeah. five would with One Ring and Burn. Yeah, I, I think yeah, every archetype is at a five would with One Ring at this point. So. Anyway, I think those are all of our big topics for today. Well, I was going to ask about the most misunderstood mechanic in Magic, but we'll get to that in the future because we're running a little long. So, Richard, why don't you uh, give us some fish mails? All right. If you have questions, send them to at MCGoldfish with the hashtag MCGFishMail, and we'll get to your questions on air. Uh, Antonio, 555-26710. With so many two-creature combos being viable because of Collected Company, is Coco the new Splinter Twin in Modern? And should Splinter Twin be unbanned? It's like Splinter Twin if you had to gamble on whether or not you were actually going to combo. Yeah, I like my infinite combos to work 70% of the time. Those were the best infinite combos. It's it's also awkward, though, because like Coco decks have that requirement of at least 30 creatures to like have that good hit rate. So because of that, you're really not left with a lot of room to where you can like maybe sideboard or maybe have like prepare yourself for like a different matchup Mm -hmm. and splinter twins power was that it had the versatility of playing whatever game it wanted tempo combo even down to like control right like it could these all coco strengths as well (laughs) coco requires you you, you play your one-off random tech creatures and you coco into them and you can grind as well because you're cocoing so even if you don't hit the combo you're hitting like two value creatures and and doing the thing but you're also similar in those regards no 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 like i I, at least i don't think so i mean and coco doesn't even really see that much play in modern anymore like it's really fallen off from where it's at before it's i think it's seen a bit of an upswing with people trying to do like rosy combos and like scurry oaks like some of the the combos from the lord of the rings that has brought it back a little bit i can see the comparison to splinter twin but i think the lack of consistency and as crim said the deck building cost i think is higher but uh are we saying splinter twin is better than coco yes as a deck, I would say as a deck card, like, Splinter Twin and Modern, Coco would still see more play. That Splinter Twin is Boomer <laughs> Magic, and Coco is actually <laughs> versatile enough because it's getting 2023 cards with the Coco, as opposed okay. to Splinter Twinning like random garbage. But I, I, I know that people play that Coco. Like Coco has played a lot on Historic. Like yeah. that is like one of the most popular things between. Like, That's because it fits into the life game. <laughs> I, yeah, people I, gotta I get know. their Johnny's pride mate somehow. <laughs> I, I'm not joking you. Like, Arena, people love their life gain so much so that I made a whole video of just an anti-life gain deck, and I had more matches than I... It, it, it did exactly what I needed it to do. I just played Tainted Remedy <laughs> for, like, as, a, as an enchantment. Just, just run it out there. I mean, yeah. I do think Twin could be unbanned, though. Like, I, I think we've all said that in the past when we've yeah. talked about it. Like, I'm definitely on board with Twin being unbanned in Modern. Full agree there. But, like, I don't know. I I don't know if it's, like, this, if, if it's the Modern Twin, right? Because Or the current modern-day Twin. Because if so, then, you know, like... I don't know. I feel like there's other, there's better contenders, right? Because wouldn't, wouldn't Indomitable Creativity just be twin? Or Court of Calling or Eldritch Evolution or name a card that tutors out a combo piece. Is Demonic I mean, Tutor like, actually Splinter Twin? <laughs> well, Court co- of Calling more, no, more. So Coco I, is I, more resilient, right? The other combos are more comboy, but Coco, if you don't get your combo, you can still win. But I true. guess. The answer is like in 2023, no, you still you can't win with two twos and three threes anymore, right? Like it doesn't work that way. So maybe that's so, why it's fallen off. 
Indomitable creativity would be better as a co- like as a twin thing, right? Because literally, you just you can target a treasure token. You can target whatever. Yeah. Although that also has a really high building cost. Twin, like you, you have to not play anything except your finishers or whatever, as far as creatures. So there is that sure interesting, interesting uh, comparison. Okay, but unbanned splinter twin. Unbanned twin. I'll try it for one league and then go back <laughs> to playing the one ring, <laughs> and then reprint Jace and reprint Jace, and then also go back to playing the one ring because Jace is just budget one ring. <laughs> All right, so thank you to uh, the questions this week. If you have future questions, send them to at MTGGoldfish with the hashtag MGFishMail, and we'll get to your questions on air. And I believe that brings us to the end of episode 441 of the MTG Goldfish podcast. So, Richard Krim, thanks for hanging out. Thanks to everyone for listening. Thanks to Card Conduit for supporting the show. And we'll be back next week to talk about Commander Masters, spoilers, and whatever else goes on in the world of magic. So, until then, have a great week, everyone. And this is the crew signing out. Bye.